Have you ever had somebody that came into your life that you didn't get along with, you disagreed with, and just didn't see eye to eye? Only later, then, did you realize the valuable lessons that they were trying to help you with, and ultimately, you flourished because of that relationship. I don't often share this story, but I came into knowing a lean expert in my career for which I didn't understand the concepts. I didn't particularly like their style. And for the longest time, I didn't really respect the person. But later, as soon as I learned the lessons and honed my craft, I realized the value of what they were teaching me. To this day, I still carry a lot of those processes and systems and ways of operating with me. And then my conversation with Dr. Charles Red talks about just that, both the person who is receiving the wisdom and the one giving it. It is like a seed and water and harvesting the fruits of our efforts. Let's listen to this amazing conversation with Dr. Charles Red. We all have the opportunity to plant a seed in someone's life. Number two, we have an opportunity from time to time to water that seed and to see it grow. And then third, the ultimate expression would be to see that seed come to harvest in its full bloom. But in sometimes that seed in that initial stage, it may not be an aha moment for that person at that time, but it's in there. And down the road, they feel like, you know what, when I first met you or when I first started to serve under your leadership, I didn't quite understand where you were going. I didn't like some of the things that you incorporated. And then you hear maybe years later, they come back and say, you know what, I didn't get it then, but I get it now. And that just blesses your heart because it was that aha moment, but it came later. But you had an opportunity to plant the seed and water it and then see the harvest of it. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, my name is Deb Coviello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I am sincerely grateful that you have joined us on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. Week after week, I speak to amazing leaders and share their insights with you. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, so we can continue to bring you great programming. And I am sincerely honored to share the mic with my fantastic guest, Dr. Charles Redd. Dr. Charles is a nationally recognized Fortune 500 business leader, adjunct professor, speaker, and ministry founder. With nearly 30 years of exceptional performance in both business and ministry, Dr. Red has a profound approach to developing successful leaders. He is a passionate advocate for Christ and has found his distinct ability to balance faith in high-profile corporate settings. And there is so much of Dr. Charles Red. He is multidimensional. I will save his story for him to share, but I'd like to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you, Deb. It's my pleasure to share with you and your audience. I look forward to having this great conversation on today. So 
I look to my audience right now. I instantly hit it off with Dr. Charles. He is a servant leader. He, at the core of everything that he does, whether it's in his corporate work or in his one-on-one coaching, he is truly, like I said, a servant leader, and he simply wants to elevate teams. And he's got some amazing insights and a couple books to talk about during this conversation. But I will turn it over to him to share a little bit about himself personally, his business journey, and the work that he's doing now. Thank you, Deb. When I think about my journey, I look at a triangle. I'll start with the left side of that triangle and then the right side. It all adds up to the very top, to the very point. And so what I have had the great pleasure in sharing and leading is I've had the opportunity to work for some amazing corporate 500 companies, Fortune 500, that is. And it has been a joy in serving in the capacity of a leader, a coach, working with these organizations, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, and presently the Hershey Company. And so who doesn't like candy? And so I have the opportunity to lead a team that covers parts of Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina. And it's been a great journey because I get the chance to coach. I get the chance to pour into people's lives each and every day. On the other side of that triangle, I have the opportunity to continue to mentor one-on-one with a few clients that I have, as well as I am passionate about being a life coach. And I've completed the coursework. And now all I have to do is take the exam for the credentials through the International Coaching Federation. And so my particular niche in that particular area is really helping people look with inside themselves and realize the full potential that they have in uncovering their purpose and passion for life. So I really love that. And in addition to that, I've had a chance to write my first book called Don't Stop Now. It's a great book on my journey. It inspires, it motivates people. No matter where you are on life's journey, there'll be ups and downs, but don't you dare give up. Keep going all the way to the end. And so those are the three things that I'm working on. And it all points to leadership, transforming people's lives, pouring into people's lives and helping them realize their full potential so that they can be the very best that they can along this life's journey. So thank you for that overview. It's very inspirational. But I am a little curious. So this is the work that you do in service to others, both in these amazing corporations, the Hershey Company. By the way, I love candy. I love Hershey's. But it also starts with the individual. And what was your personal journey that you had to do that self-discovery and realize what you were meant to do? Because again, we have our corporate roles. It pays the bills. It is fulfilling. It Hopefully it's fulfilling. But what was your journey, your self-discovery, and maybe even the impetus for don't stop now, just keep going? Absolutely. Deb, when I think back over my life, I come from a family of teachers and administrators And I can remember very clearly as a nine-year-old bribing the neighborhood kids with candy to come to my grandmother's home in the basement so that I could teach them. And if they showed up, they received candy. So I've always been a teacher at heart. And in playing school, that turned into a reality that allowed me to actually teach at the higher level of university level and teaching courses in salesmanship and marketing and so forth. So all throughout my life, I felt that that teacher in me and helping people understand and grow themselves. And I continue that on in my education. And even now what I do today is that I get the greatest joy in teaching. 
And so that's really the makeup. Now, all along that journey, has it always been an easy ride? No, it hasn't been ups and downs in those journey. And even before that nine-year-old kid bribed kids to come to the, his grandmother's home, I started my life with a reading deficiency. And I was behind in reading. And I can remember my grandmother and mom saying to me that I wouldn't be able to go on with the rest of my classmates and I would have to attend a class called Reading Readiness. And I didn't quite understand. But my grandmother took a interest in making sure that I got caught up. And she says, son, go get my Bible off my nightstand and turn to the first page and we're going to start reading. And I would read and she would correct me along the way. At some point along that journey, she said, son, you can read. And that was an aha moment. That right there inspired me. And because where I'm at today, I read quite a bit. I read several books. I use that information to apply to my own life and to help other people. So what was a deficiency turned into an asset in terms of helping me help others. So that journey, I did eventually get caught back up with my class and the age group that I was supposed to be with. And I continued on and finished up. And school has been a part of my continuous learning, having received four degrees. So how much more do you need after that? So, Dr. Charles, that was a beautiful story because I think every one of us shouldn't bury some of those misfortune situations, things that perhaps were barriers at the time. We kind of bury those things and say, I've moved on from it, but just understanding this is where I started and this is where I went to. I mean, I'd love to just share just a quick story of myself. So I also had, I guess I would call it a deficiency in that in certain academic areas, I was highly accelerated. So sometimes not being able to read, people start profiling oneself. But then as soon as you can get through whatever that barrier is, whether it's confidence, the technical ability to be able to construct the word into conversation, masks the true potential of the person. Now, I had been labeled as gifted and talented, at least in science and math. But the systems weren't there necessarily to support me. They supported just average to conform. They actually had to jump through hoops to try to create things to a point where I actually started getting bored and my grades started to slide. And so they had to do all kinds of things. So that too was an impediment and a challenge. And had I not had the right support system, parents, et cetera, I could have been lost and not really realized my true potential. So I think what the work that you do to pull people out of what were those backstories and people on the listening side right now should think about where was I stuck? Where would I have a barrier? Go back there. There might be something there that is who you should be now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I share that when I talk to people about being a life coach. What is that I do as a life coach? Well, I help people look with inside themselves by asking them powerful questions and get them to dream out loud, to see the full potential that they have and begin to take steps towards that. And I'm there as their coach to go alongside of them and to encourage them and to hold them accountable. But the truth of it all, Deb, is that everyone on this planet has something of value to offer but not necessarily everyone has uncovered that. And what I do as a life coach is that I really dig in and help them see themselves. It's a wonderful thing when you see the light bulbs go off and people see that they have that potential and that they begin to take steps to reach their dreams. So let's make this a little more relatable because I trust and believe, and I'm drawn into your voice and I believe, but 
Can you maybe share an example at any point in time where through your deep conversation, where was the person's subject or situation at? What did they learn about themselves and where did they project? Yes, I can think about a single mom who had raised her kids. The kids had gone off to college. They graduated. She became a empty nester. She was a single parent. And at that point in her life, she felt like, what do I do now? I serve my children. They're gone. Well, she had never finished college and she decided that she would go back to school and obtain her degree. And many of her folks said, why do you need to do that? You had such a successful life and you're doing quite well. And she decided to enroll. And then that freshman semester, she went to a bookstore and she happened to see inside that bookstore a cap and a gown. She tried it on and she put it on and she looks into the mirror and she sees herself with that cap and gown. She repeated that process every school year because that was her motivation to finish from freshman to senior to graduating. She was at a place in her life where she felt that she was stuck and didn't know which way to go because she had played her term out in raising her children. And so that was inspirational story where she completed it. She's now in social work. She's helping other families. She's working with other kids and she is making a difference. In result, she's living a life of significance and she's leaving a legacy for generations to follow. You know, you bring up again through another beautiful story is that we have multiple lives on this earth. And so we can serve in one way, but never think about, well, I can't go back. Because then this person, after serving, raising a family, supporting the community, took back a little bit of time to serve themselves and start a new career, finish the education, move in a different direction for oneself. And it's not unselfish to serve self. That's right. (laughs) So this is a beautiful story about individuals, but you also have had a very long, successful career through your technical work in the sales arena and other areas, but you also do it in helping teams succeed. So I'm curious about, so we can paint a picture of how have you dropped into an organization, looked at the landscape, and how have you been able to elevate the teams to get a performance or an outcome that you were seeking. That's great, Deb, because when I started my career in management, I felt that I needed to do everything. I felt that I needed to be in control of everything. And I felt that if we're going to go off the cliff, at least I would be behind the driving wheel. Well, there's not enough time in the day, not enough hours to get everything done. But what I have done is I have been able to transform myself as it relates to others to help them understand that in of ourselves, we cannot do it by ourselves. And so I take an approach in terms of leading a team by identifying the value and the strength of each individual and then having painted the vision as to how we're going to get there, the collaboration of bringing people together and valuing their opinions and their creativity and taking a consensus and taking the best course of action to get everyone to the top of the hill, so to speak. We used to play a game as a kid, I can remember. It was called the King of the Hill. And the objective of that game was to knock everybody off the side of the hill and get to the top and raise your hand in victory and proclaiming that you're the king. Those days don't work anymore. So the intent today is to get everyone at the top of the hill. But in order to do that, you must, one, have a vision. Two, you must have the ability to see potential and to play to each other's strength to get them to a place where they feel a 
positive reaction and a contribution that they can make to the total team. And so when you all arrive there, it is a victory that everyone can celebrate. Someone said this in a quote, they said, players win games, but team wins championships. And in order to be successful, you must become a team. Individual players may get great statistics, but if it's not a team, it will not have a long lasting impact that it should be when it's a team. So one of the reasons why I love these podcasts, while I choose to try to bring insights to the listeners, you also bring insights to me. And in this particular case, I am just finishing off writing my first book. It's in the editing cycle. It's called The CEO's Compass, Your Guide to Get Back on Track. Very human-centric. Yes, there are a lot of books that have their five-step approach, but one of the things I talk about, it's actually a controversial topic, is why can't everybody be a high performer versus the bell-shaped curve we are to put people in, your high performers, your steady eddies, and your poor performers being dealt with in a different way. And they should be, but given different treatment and looking at their strengths and weaknesses and opportunities, how can we elevate them all together to achieve the high performance and not just say this is a problem person and special privileges to somebody else and, okay, we depend on the people in the middle. So you have just validated a significant area of my book as well. It is about how can we take the time and invest in the human to elevate everybody in their particular gift to get the best performance. Absolutely. Because as I said earlier, everyone has something of value. Now, a great leader has the ability to see and to listen and to understand what that value is. And once you've identified that in that individual, then let them grow that. And in their growing, they'll be more open to receive even additional information that will give them a broader sense of experience that will even give them that much more exposure and having an impact as well. So I'm going to take this in another direction again. I am just, I'm smiling here. I've actually had a tear in my eye because you've inspired me about, you know, you can't do it alone. I actually have to make a key decision shortly about, do I bring on another resource to help Illumination Partners? It may need an investment, but on the other hand, I need help (laughs) and having the courage to say you need help, but you're multidimensional civic engagement. You're an active participant in your community. And some of the work that you do is within the school systems to train and grow the next generation of student leaders. I'd love for you to share more about that work, please. You know, I have the privilege of representing the Hershey Company in recruiting and finding great talent. That's just one of the hats that I wear inside the organization. And to see seniors get ready to graduate and pursue their careers, you would be amazed at how many students perhaps haven't quite still figured out what it is they want to do, haven't paid thousands of dollars to continue on and graduate. And so I help students in that regard. That's that life coach coming out. Even at career fairs, I'll come from behind the booth and I'll speak to a student and says, you know what, let me give you an example since you haven't quite figured out what it is that you want to do. Let's just suppose every profession, no matter what it is, lawyer, doctor, teacher, they're all going to pay $10 an hour. Now we know they're not going to pay $10 an hour, but I'm just using that as an even playing field. And I say to them, which one would you choose? 
and they think about it and they choose one. I said, well, there lies your passion. There lies the opportunity for you to pursue something that with everything equal and the same, that's the avenue that you may want to consider. So I help students from that perspective. And I've also had the privilege of speaking to university across the country, the business students, and helping them understand how to advance their career, how to advance their brand. How do they come up with who they are and why it is that they are the one that should be selected to enter into corporate America into their particular role? And so I do that. And then I work in the church community and work with some of the youth there in helping them realize their full potential in uncovering their purpose for life. So when I step back from all of this, my intent is to take the trainee to trainer, to take the disciple to discipler. So we're making leaders that they will go out and multiply others and that we'll have leaders across this country and across the world. And so it is my privilege to pour into them because they're duplicating in themselves through others by continuous growing. And that's how we leave our legacy. I mean, I always said that the best thing I could do as a parent, I have three children, is for them to be productive citizens in the community. And when I see them actually frustrated or I see them going through anguish, I actually see a leader in the making because they're trying to evaluate what we've shared with them, their values and how they see others and trying to make the right choices or see others making not the right choices. And when you see that struggle, they are going through their own journey. And I'm proud to say, I think they now have a voice in their own circle. They march to their own beat <laughs> and couldn't be prouder as a parent. But I think that's how we can, again, parents in their children, nieces and nephews, community, however it is, how can we build leaders in their own respect? This conversation is amazing for me because, I don't know, you're making me reflect quite a bit about myself and the work that we're doing. But let's maybe switch this a little bit because I know that you're going into being a life coach, but is your work also to be in service to, say, maybe a senior leader in an organization while you continue to serve great companies? Who is that demographic or person that you can best serve? I'm curious about as you're evolving, who you're serving. Yeah. When I talk about life coach and I encourage the people I encounter to dream out loud, when I think of myself, my dream out loud is to have an institute, a school of producing leaders. And so that may be our young people, our middle age or our older people. The fact is, is that we never stop growing and never stop learning. So my dream is, is to open up this building, this school, whether it's virtual, whether it's physical and leaders are coming forth and they are growing themselves and they're going out to make other leaders. That's really my passion. That's really the pinnacle of where I want to be and standing there together with so many leaders and knowing that we have taught them well and that they're doing well. You know, here's the thing I want to say, Deb, in addition to that. I look at the musical artists who make great music and we dance and we are joyful and we laugh and we talk. And I thought about it. I said, you know what? You and I, we're making music today. And so when the time comes, when we leave this place, we will too hear that music or others will hear that music and the music will continue as we have gone on. So that's what we're doing 
is building lives and I'm going to do it with a school and leaders are going to come through and they are going to impact the world. So thank you. It is ironic that you share that because I remember a company ago where I had a vision of the mm-mm academy. And I saw it as leadership from the supervisory level, even the operator level, all the way up. And I was actually starting to build that. And even now in my own business, I do have one course, but I have on my to-do list is build a curriculum because we all need that continual education. And while I don't push it out there, it is going to be an extension of the drop-in CEO brand. I call it the Human-Centric Leadership Academy for now. It may change, but I also dream out loud and see that in my future. God, I love these taglines that you have. They're amazing. I know you do the civic engagement. Tell me a little bit more. You're in ministry. I would love to know a little bit more about the roles or the committees that you're on because I don't usually go there, but I think that's what makes the whole person. I'm curious about what you do there as well. Well, it starts with these three things. My mission. My mission is to add life purpose through teaching and growing others. That's where it starts. And then the vision is developing leaders to do what? To uncover their full potential through transformational leadership. And we do this through mentoring, coaching, and self-discovery. And when you add it all up there, my life purpose is this, to motivate, to teach, and to inspire others to live a life on purpose in order to leave a legacy. And that's really the whole point of what I do in the community and working with people. But when you say, well, what is it that you do? It's developing leaders. It's helping them transform to make other leaders. That's it. So just curious, sometimes I've had people in my consulting work where I've gone into an organization, I've been trying to develop them as a leader and they'll talk the talk and they show ambition. But when I walk away, they may not have been fully aware or been able to receive the gifts of what I was able to share with them. I'm curious if you've ever had a person that either it wasn't the right time for them and you couldn't help them to fulfill their potential or you had a challenging experience with them, but something happened and they eventually became the leader they should be. I'm curious if you've had a tough nut. (laughs) I would say yes. From a general term and perspective, I think in terms of these, one, we all have the opportunity to plant a seed in someone's life. That's what we do. Number two, we have an opportunity from time to time to water that seed and to see it grow. And then third, the ultimate expression would be to see that seed come to harvest in its full bloom. So I have experience with people along my career and journey where I planted the seed, I've watered the seed and then saw it in full bloom. But sometimes that seed in that initial stage It may not be an aha moment for that person at that time, but it's in there. And down the road, they feel like, you know what? When I first met you or when I first started to serve under your leadership, I didn't quite understand where you were going. I didn't like some of the things that you incorporated. And then you hear maybe years later, they come back and say, you know what? I didn't get it then, but I get it now. It just blesses your heart because it was that aha moment, but it came later. But you had an opportunity to plant the seed and water it and then see the harvest of it. What I love about this, and I write about this in my book, is I share it openly, is about 10 years ago, I 
respected somebody I thought was my mentor. And before they retired, I said, I want some wisdom. What can I do to elevate my career? What should I change? And he says, Deb, change nothing. Just be yourself. And it was wise and I appreciated it, but I don't think I completely internalize it until now I have this second life as being in my own business. And you know what? I am just being myself and that is just fine. And I'm at my best when I'm myself. And so sound advice didn't take it back then, but I take it now. Oh, yes. Yes. So for a person that doesn't necessarily have a life coach like you in their life or to be able to have the honor and serve under you or with you as a senior leader in an organization, because I usually talk to two demographics, a CEO, senior leader, sometimes it's very lonely. If what they're doing now is not getting them the results or they're getting the potential that they'd like, is there some advice that you can offer them, even if they don't reach out to you for your services or leadership, what can they do now to try to evolve their situation? What comes to mind is to really understand your strength and to understand your opportunities. And once you've identified your opportunities, then write down the questions that you need to get the answers for and then identify those experts and ask for their time that you may have that interview with them. That is the key because then what you have done is that you have opened yourself up to learn and live versus live and learn. There's a difference between the two because when you just simply live and learn, you're going through the ups and downs, the failures, you're going through the mistakes, it's costing you time and money. But when you learn and live, you are asking the right questions, you're connecting to the right people, you're acknowledging what you don't know, and you're getting the responses, which makes you that much more wiser. And you'll make less mistakes, because you will have equipped yourself with the people and the insights and experiences that will make everybody better in the long term. So I am inspired with what you just said. Start from a place of learning and living versus living and trying to catch up with learning. It is very different and you're always moving forward. Absolutely. So we could go on and on. You and I are on the same page of just elevating people. That's why your brand so resonated with me. But as we bring this to a close, are there any parting thoughts or things that you want to share with our listeners before we bring it to a close? I think the key, and people ask me from time to time, what's next for me after I leave the corporate scene? And I would say to the folks in the audience is that never think in terms of retirement and doing nothing. I said, well, what are you going to retire to? What I would challenge you is to follow your passion. As someone said, either we got to go to work or we get to go to work. And there's a difference. And when you get to go, it's about doing something that you love. And someone said it this way, you would do it for free. But because you do it so well, people, they find you and they ask you to come and to be a part of what they're doing. And your passion will just go before you and you will make a difference in life. So that would be the thing that I would say to everyone that's listening. Follow your passion follow your dream, never give up, always look to give back, and you'll see that you'll live a life of significance, and you truly will leave a legacy for generations to follow. So I want to thank you. 
This has been very uplifting for me. I'm sure you have many people that say the same about you. So just thank you for your time. But if people wanted to learn more about you and your work, how can they connect with you? Certainly, you can connect with me through LinkedIn. That's how you and I connected, Deb. So many people, amazing people doing amazing things. We lived through a pandemic and all of that. But you know what? Underneath it all, there were people dreaming. There were people thinking about what's next on the other side. And so you can reach me through LinkedIn. You can reach me through my website. That's drcharlesred.com. You could write me, email me. That's drcharlesred at gmail. You can check out my podcast. It's a 15-minute inspirational message that you can check out. Just type in drcharlesred speaks and you'll pick up some of my podcast messages as well. So that's how you can get a hold of me. I'm not too far away. Hey, technology makes it so easy for you and I to have these conversations and for others to connect with you as well. I want to wish you continued success in all the lives that you leave a legacy with. Thank you so much for being a fantastic guest. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.